Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. If you're a Knicks fan, not so happy. If you're a Lakers fan, it is the Jason (laughs) Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We have so much fun NFL to get to. We got coaches being hired. We got Tom Brady making noise. But it is very important for me to say this right now to begin with this because it's yep. very important. And I don't want to start. With that. No, 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 no. We're going to get to that in a second, Ty Shirt. Oh, okay. That, that's going to be, yeah, be a second. We, we, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the Lakers in a second. Okay, we're, my bad. We're commemorating the life and times of Cheetah Rivera so this early is, in the show. Wow. Why do you have to bring up somebody who died today? Why well, do you, he uh, played taps, so yeah. salute. The tight shirt plays taps all the time. Well, I thought you were about to talk about Lions going to the Super Bowl. My bad. Uh, oh, <laughs> another person that hates Detroit. Okay, very nice. I'd like to report a, mur- report a murder. <laughs> Imagine vacationing in Detroit, Mike. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do the, it. The Knicks are a freight train right now. They cannot be stopped. Second night of back-to-backs, doesn't matter. No Randall, no Anunoby. Doesn't matter. They blow out the Jazz. They're 14-2 and two in January. I, I'm telling you, I told you when they traded for OG Ananobi, this is the Pau Gasol to the Lakers trade. That's how big they coveted him for a long time. This is the effect it's going to have. And here they are right now. They're one of the, right now they're one of the top three or four teams playing in the NBA. 
overall out of everybody, both conferences, whoever you've seen them, they've beaten big teams. They've beaten the teams they should. They've taken care of business against teams that aren't very good. Second night of back-to-backs would have been easily for the Knicks. Go, hey, you know what? No energy tonight. The Jazz coming off this game. Jazz are 500. They're not bad. They're not great away, but this could have been a game. Nope. Knicks are in control the entire night. Dante DiVincenzo scores 33 with nine threes. The Knicks are a freight train. They figured it out with one trade. With one. And now, yes. all this stuff, I don't know that we need another trade. Like, it's like, oh, the no, Knicks you need another yeah, trade. Yeah, okay, we need a trade. But, you know, obviously waiting to see what happens with Julius Randle, but it looks like yeah. he's only going to be out a, a few weeks instead of months, which is a really big deal. But, man, I don't know how you go and really upset the apple cart right now. Like, I think your trade needs to be something like a first-round pick and Evan Fournier's expiring contract for for a really good player that you can move off the bench, someone like a Jordan Clarkson or something like that that can be some offense off the bench because your your bench is a little thin that right now because point. a couple yes. of guys you thought were going to come through. You only have three guys really playing minutes off the bench right now. But that'll change when, when Randall comes back. But that's the, kind, that's the only trade. They don't need this big time. Hey, we don't need Embiid any. Anymore. Screw you want to stay in Philadelphia, stay in Philadelphia, Joel Embiid. We don't need you anymore. But that's the trade the Knicks need. They don't need a lot right now. They are a freight train, Mike Harmon. A freight train. Get off the tracks because you're going to get run over by the Knicks. Yeah, even if you're on the right track, you get run over if you just sit there. Uh, we will get to watch Joel Embiid as he returns to the court a little later on here as they we get another game to watch the we Warriors. We sure he's buddy. returning to the court? Is there anybody he doesn't want to match up against now? Warriors? Yeah, no, I think he's okay. I think he'll play. Well, okay. I, I have some larger questions. I know HIPAA and, and all of that stuff. Is, there re- is he one of the guys that can't play in Denver? For physical reasons, and they just don't disclose that and just rule them out for other things? I think knees, ankles, etc. I don't know. That's a great question, but I always go by the player. And I think if that was the case, Joel Embiid would have no problem saying, hey, I have a tough yeah. time. I can't, I can't play in day. He's not one of those guys that's going to be, no, no, I just put my head down and go to work. No, this is a guy who every day is checking MVP voting online. Oh, uh, where me, am I today? But Did I get any more votes? <laughs> yeah, let me continue down that path because, you know, you're talking about your bench. You had three guys play only 14 points for your bench in this, and you're banking on these monster nights from DiVincenzo uh, and company, and, and you're going to get your share of them. Here's the problem. They all played heavy minutes to get this victory tonight, and that's the thing I'm concerned about. It's the old Thibodeau effect as a guy who watched it for years in Chicago. It's the, at this point, with no Randall, other guys have to pick up their minutes, pick up stressful minutes along the way, and and that usually becomes a a problem as you get into March and April uh, and if you advance beyond that. Guys are uh, tripping over their tongues, uh, as it were. You got 20 minutes out of Grimes. He had 12 of the 14 points. Sims, 19 minutes, plus 14 I mean, look, effective, uh, but just two points, only took two shots. And then McBride, who you mentioned, uh, 0 for 4. You're going to need more uh, continuity and consistency uh, to at least spell these guys and and take some of the stress off. Because Randall, as much as we can get optimistic about a couple of weeks, the initial diagnosis was a couple of months. So what does a couple of weeks really mean in the grand scale Uh, of this stuff, right? And and you want to make sure you're managing your squad. Hey, if he comes back and he's full tilt and ready to go, that's a bonus. Uh, You can't uh, let this run that you're on go asunder uh, because you played the wishing and hoping and didn't get on the phones at the trade deadline. But what I will want up you with, and that goes back to Embiid being able to play tonight, is, you know, your guy Brunson in the end, and I hate to blow smoke up, um, you know. Say it. uh, Say it. Say it. 
your guy may end up winning the MVP by default. Yeah, because Embiid, because Embiid and Halliburton aren't going to play enough games to get there. No, right? No. They're going to be disqualified just by not being available. And so it becomes the, all right, are we going to vote for Jokic again? Who's played the amount of games? And all of a sudden you see the bloop, 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 names being X'd out all the way down. But that's just it. Oh, look at all these guys. Okay. But think about that. If you were (laughs) betting into NBA MVP futures before the season, like, all right, this guy's odds, that guy's odds. And now we're here at, at what, 45 to 48 games played, uh, big road trips for the two L.A. teams, all of that stuff. And you're like, all right, this guy's now got four or five more misses before he's disqualified from the MVP. And for Halliburton, it's a bigger deal because you're also talking about all of those bonuses because the way they do these dopey contracts to where he could lose out on like $40 million, <laughs> right? You know, those all NBA bonuses and MVP vote bonuses and all of those things. Like, these are really consequential things that, for whatever reason, the union agreed to. But all of that to say, your guy, 10 to 23 tonight, 29 points, uh, to go with nine assists, keeps this up. Knicks keep winning. Uh, it becomes a heartwarming story of a new guy breaking into uh, that upper echelon of superstars. Not to call him one, but the numbers will be there, and it'll get those old debates of do we want a new story, particularly when we can actually celebrate something that isn't a Billy Joel concert at the Garden. Let Express Employment Professionals help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs or sifting through resumes, interviews with unqualified applicants. Move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. That's ExpressPros.com. Let the record show. Mike Harmon just spent 90 seconds talking about Jalen Brunson MVP. Not me. Not me. Mike Harmon did. Well, no. Yeah, but I'm now going to say this for America because we did get a, a tweet coming back. Quote, and, and Prosper, you'll like this one. It might be your burner account. Quote, is every show going to start with a delusional Knicks rant? Knicks, Knicks, I've heard the Knicks, exact Knicks, same Knicks, nonsense Knicks, for Knicks, weeks Knicks, now, Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. and it's getting old. How there is it nonsense? Teams, We're 14-2. Right? We're the best team in the NBA in the last month. Uh, okay. Tell you what, let's, let's take that? out the flamethrower and go the other way. No, 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 not enough cursing for my burner account. You know what? Okay, let, you know point. what, Mike? Let let you know what? Let I understand that. I I understand that part of it. Okay, maybe. Okay, the next. So let's talk about a different team. Let's talk about how things went tonight for the Lakers. One thirty-eight, one twenty-two. Another disappointing evening for the purple and gold. The Lakers fall twenty-four and twenty-five. Billy Mack on the call, Lakers TV. Lakers lose again, a game they were never in against the Hawks, a game in which they looked to say they were passive defensively as being kind. Like, I'm being a nice guy saying that. I'm being a really nice guy. You go off of the game last night where during huddles, A.D. and LeBron were staring daggers at Darvin Ham. A.D. walked out of a huddle uh, last night. He didn't play tonight. Um, Look, I got news for you. Darvin Ham isn't going to be the Lakers coach by the end of this week. I'm, I'm still telling you, by Friday, it's going to be somebody new. The Lakers have a day off, and then they go into Boston. Are you really going to make that the move then? But I would say directly after the Celtics game, you are going to see a new head coach for the Lakers because they have no choice because they're at the point now where you can say, Okay, they are completely underachieving. They have quit under Darvin Ham. They've you know, LeBron team. I don't know if it's LeBron telling everybody. LeBron just is his passivity, whatever it is. But LeBron teams quit when they don't like the coach. We've seen that for twenty years now, and this team has given up. So you have no choice 
but to change the head coach because you've had a whole season now where LeBron and AD have been healthy. Didn't think that was going to happen. At some point, one of them's going to be hurt, and it still may happen, but to this point, they've both been healthy, and they've gotten pretty good con- contributions from guys that you weren't sure about. How good was Hachimura going to be? Well, he was hurt a little bit early, but they were winning without him, and he's turned out to be fine off the bench. Vanderbilt, the same thing, right? Reeves has come on after a bit of uh, yo-yoing in and out of the lineup. Uh, they've, they should be much better than this 24 and 25. So guess what? It's going to be Darvin Ham, and he's going to be let go. And there's going to uh, look, and there's a couple of guys out there that have won NBA titles in the last five years, whether it's Budenholzer or Nick Nurse, that you can go out and get that could bring in a championship mentality. But I, if I know Frostburg, I'm, I'm going to give him the option here, Frostburg. Go ahead. I know who you're going to say. Manifest it. Put it out there in the universe. There's only one option, guys. <laughs> What's it's that? Time Let's go. to call Phil Jackson. <laughs> So yeah, you know, I, I even brought out Hugh Jackman from Les Miserables singing, oh. bring him home. Get you your asses out to Montana and bring him home. Wait, who goes that? Does Jay Moore go out to Montana to get him back? I don't care if it's uh, Jay Molly Moore. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll I actually, I don't is. work for the team, but for my uh, radio show and our radio show here, fellas, uh, I'll, I'll take that one. Whatever you want me to drive and go pick Phil Jackson up in, I'll, I'll take a couple of days off. He comes uh, back I'll, to be I'll the head coach and takes Genie away from Jay. <laughs> All right, I wasn't, I wasn't going. <laughs> they get engaged again, and now it's back. And then now, now you have like, wow. hey, we, let, let's do, let's renew Showtime, the TV show, except we have a time jump. We're jumping to 2024, <laughs> where the Lakers are struggling, and and Jay Moore is is engaged to Genie Bus, but here comes Phil Jackson back. Oh, man. I mean, how bad have they been? since they got engaged yeah i mean it could be it could be the jay moore genie bus curse it could be the curse i gotta look that up what's their record since they got engaged well they have the in-season tournament banner yeah they do have that they do have a victory had a great week that's about it i but but here's the thing okay i'm and i'm being serious when i say this i don't know that phil can still physically coach like i don't know if he could can he wheel him in if you have to what, what does he have to do? I don't know that get, he can one, get him one of those thrones. It's like an iron throne and just sit there. You saw the trouble Phil had getting out of chairs when he was younger. Doesn't I mean, matter. He, you roll him out there like Bernie. You stuff him if you yeah. have to. But <laughs> you, you saw him at that Bulls thing the other other night, right? Like two weeks ago, he actually showed up. Yeah. That's I as mean, happy and as um, mobile as I've seen him in a while, getting to hang out with guys like Luke Longley. Uh, yeah, and Steve Kerr. He was having would, fun with it, so he was around the game again. Yeah, I would love, but I, I mean, the rigors of co- like how long until he's like, "Hey, I'm cooked. I'm winded." Uh, Phil, you've been the coach for three Zoom days. That's one game. You know, I mean, what, what's he gonna? He's gonna do everything remotely. I mean, you can't no, be an NBA coach remotely. But uh, legitimately, like though, Jason, better than Darvin Ham. <laughs> but like, you could show up to the facilities and for road games. I, I had this idea years ago. How about you got a monitor? And you got someone with a joystick, and it's following, and it's turned. He's just sitting there. <laughs> and you or have him mic'd so he can still do the whistle to get mm. people's attention. Okay. But yeah. otherwise, it's a robot. Or an assistant with a GoPro who is just relay, and Phil is looking at everybody through, and the assistant's just relaying everything Phil is saying. Kind of like when Super Dave Osborne did that on Arrested Development, and he was the yeah. surrogate. <laughs> he's, no, but he's just saying, got a coach. You have a guy saying everything Phil's going to say. The coach with the giant rack, and it's a monitor over the top, so as the guy moves, <laughs> Phil's got the, got the eyes over the top. A coach with a giant rack on it. Yeah. All right, Coach the Giant Rat. Yep, let's let's write that down. Uh, I, I I'd love to see. I just don't think he can. I feel, I just don't think he can do it. I mean, I mean, I, I told you, I sat in Phil's chair fifteen years ago when I did that. I uh, did a feature for ESPN.com. 
and I did a feature on, on the Lakers pregame for ESPN.com. I wrote a feature there. It's, it's, you, you can never find it up there, actually. Story, you sat in that chair? And I, of course I did. It was, come on, i got to sit in Phil's chair. That and might be pad- one of the most disrespectful things I've ever heard. The padding on that chair is unlike any padding you've ever seen on a chair ever. Ever. I mean, it's like, oh, my God. How, but that's what he had to sit That's 15 years ago what he had to sit in. How's he going to do it now? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you can. I mean, I get the whole WWE entrance by holding him up in a throne that's and he right. comes in. But, I mean, I, I, I don't think he can. Hey, I'd man, love they'll to build it. him back b- bigger, faster, I'd stronger. Lo- <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Modern medicine brings back uh, Phil Jackson to the sideline. But I'll tell you, Thursday against uh, Thursday against the Celtics, like that's going to be it. Why not like that, tonight? That's going to be the final game. Because I I don't know. I mean, I'm texting you, Jay right now. Do you, do you? I mean, I don't know if you're the Lakers. Do you really want your your new head coach to come in? And, and maybe they don't. Maybe they're being they're pushing it and they haven't really looked as much. But do you really want your head coach to come in the first game? Be when you get drubbed on the road in Boston, or would you rather difference? say, hey, let's get a clean slate? Because for the Lakers, after this game on Thursday against Boston, what what do they have coming up? The schedule lightens up a little bit, not a ton, but it lightens up a little bit because you do have the Knicks on Saturday. So forget that. Well, that's a but win. But then, but then you have. Charlotte, Denver's going to be tough, but you have New Orleans, Detroit, Utah, Golden State, San Antonio. Those are your games through the middle of February. No, I get it. So that's kind of where you want the guy in for. But you can't keep kicking the can down the road. If they're done, they're done. That's what I mean. It's Thursday. Thursday's going to be it. Like, I think Thursday's going to be the last game. That's going to be it. I'm telling you, man. But I'm just saying, like, all right, why go get drubbed again? If you're going to get the same attitude and effort that you got tonight, coming off of last night, and you you watched them quit today. Like, that game was done. He's done. Oh, Darvin, you know. Darvin Ham is done. He is done as a so, If you so really why... want to get him good, guys, you yeah. fire him right after the loss to the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> he loses, and the Pistons get their 10th win. Hey, we're not going to be the worst team of all time. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Tyrac.com studios. I can't help it. Lakers are going to make a head coaching move, and it's going to happen in the next three days. Uh, take the mystery out of the meat aisle with GoodRanchers.com. Enjoy 100% American steakhouse-quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Support local farms. Enjoy $20 off and free shipping with code America. That's code America. GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered. Well, coming up next, what future Hall of Fame quarterback decided, well, today I'm going to make some big-time headlines. That's next right here. Jason and Mike Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most well, terrible. Well, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Good cut, Alex Tyshirt. This is a good cut right Thank here. Thank you. Very nice. I almost kind of feel when I hear this, when uh, they went to break during the NFC title game, on Sunday with uh, the church under the Milky Way, and I'm like, oh my god, that's one of my favorite songs. I didn't know anybody played it on the radio anymore. It's like celebrate yeah. Steve Kilby. Oh man, you know why we're Milky playing Way. it, right? Yeah, this goes out to Phil Jackson. Oh, make him feel like he's young again, Phil Jackson. Lighters up. It's almost Valentine's Day, so Frostberg's made him a, a card. And he's hard <laughs> uh, hard well, hands I'm... like he's a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> <laughs> him, and, him and Jackson, they're all working on stuff, and everybody's at home working. Hey, make this card for, for Phil Jackson. You got friendship bracelets. Here we go. Nice. <laughs> Please come home, uh, Phil. But we will have uh, Rick Buecher next hour on the show. He'll tell us who uh, the odds-on favorite is to be the next Lakers head coach, if it's not going to be Phil Jackson, because, you know, Phil physically probably can't do it anymore. But uh, I got a couple of big NFL bowl predictions to run on you right here. here this, one's the, this one's the appetizer, and then we get to the entree. Appetizer here. Story today that Mac Jones, Alabama Mac, mm-hmm. vented to the Jets 
about how great he thought they treated Zach Wilson the end of last year with his demotion and how you know maybe Mac Jones talked to Zach a lot about how it was handled. But he said, hey, I really like the way that the Jets handled how you handled Zach. I thought that was really cool. They didn't embarrass him. They didn't do stuff like just make him inactive without telling him things and this and that. Really like that. Now, why is Mac Jones saying this to the Jets? Because this story happened right before the final game of the season, the game that the Jets retired Bill Belichick. Uh, Here's my bold prediction. Mac Jones is going to be the backup to Aaron Rodgers next season for the Jets. Look at you. He's he want obviously he wants to get there. He knows he needs to. He's a smart dude, right? He knows he needs to go someplace where I can learn and I can have like a like a Baker Mayfield type situation where I sit out of the spotlight for a little while and then eventually I take over again. And because he knows no one's bringing him in to start anywhere he goes, he's going to be a backup. Sure, he wants to get someplace with a backup with an opportunity to start at some point. And Rogers as well. Let's say Rogers, maybe Rogers gets hurt and I wind up playing soon. Let's say Rogers plays a season and a half. I have a season and a half with this offense then. And when I hit the ground running, I come in and things work really well and I can re I could restart my career. The guy's only twenty three. You know, he's got he's got twenty four. He's got a lot of time left to be a quarterback in the NFL. That's what he's looking at. There's no other. Why else would he talk to the Jets? Why else would he say, hey, "I love the way you handle it"? He wants to. He knows that's his preferred destination for next year. The Patriots are going to have to cut him because they're not going to trade him to the Jets, but they'll wind up cutting him. And he's going to be Aaron Rodgers' backup. Watch. I kind of dig that for the fact that you're you're looking at uh, a situation whereby the season Jordan Love had would embolden Zach Wilson in that thought. It's like, all right, he sat behind Aaron Rodgers. He evidently either really backed him or through osmosis picked up a lot of the game uh, and went out and did what he did, going to the playoffs, all the success that they had, et cetera, that that's probably my best path. Because it's, it's a backup path somewhere. So why not go where the expectations are low and everybody's uh, radars are up for anything Aaron Rodgers does beyond the fifth snap of next season? I mean, not that I'm excited about it, because obviously I'm not, because I told you how I feel about Mac Jones, but I feel like that this is something that's ine- that I can't stop. Yeah. It's inevitable. I'm, it, 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 I can't stop. It's Thanos, although they stopped Thanos with the glove at the end. Sorry, well, spoiler. Yeah. Uh, you know, being but, inevitable wasn't the thing for Thanos. So I, 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 but I feel like that's where this is going. This is inevitable. Yeah, He's Wilson just going to wind out. up being the backup. But yeah, for, for Mac Jones, I mean, you go back, he, d- he did show some promise that first year. And then you have a series of hirings and and personnel issues. And you had a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Well, ahead. that's really what, kind of where I was headed to. But also, like, he's also a, a guy that is, it's really a curiosity of what's real, what's imagined in the press reports about him, his attitude, how he dealt with teammates. You know, say nothing of what went on between him, Belichick, and whether they actually did or didn't talk to each other after week 12. All of those things, you know, you, you try to, to, to bring together and try to sort out, well, what part of it is his and his attitude uh, and, and whether there was an entitlement thing based on the early success, et cetera. So, you know, for the the Jets, you, you already have a handful with Aaron Rodgers mm. that you have to deal with. Mac Jones can't be any worse <laughs> coming no. in, no. Uh, you know, off of the year that you just had. 
he, he, he's going to need some time to mature. All It works great for him. I can restart my career, and this is, the, this is the place for me to go do it, where I can play either sooner or a little bit later. They're not going to draft a quarterback. Okay, th- this is the perfect place for me to go. Perfect play. And, and I'm telling wh- why else would you say, hey, I want to make sure the Jets know I like how they handle that? Well, why, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Well, well you got you to put out your feelers. You know you're well, not staying in New England. Yeah. So, you know, at least get one team to start looking at you and kicking the tires. Why would you Why would you tell a girl you felt sorry? Why would you go out of your way to tell a girl you felt sorry about her breaking up with her boyfriend unless you want to ask her out and you want to be the one? Hey, you want to make sure I let you know? I'm sorry about you and Jim. Well, uh, sorry it didn't work out. But, uh, you know, hey. Uh, well, she may also okay. have a friend. Sure. And you may just want to keep that in the back pocket if your own situation were to change. Now, the second bold prediction comes to us courtesy of Tom Brady, who was on the herd earlier today, and now there's a lot of attention on Brady, who is now going to take over as the number one analyst for Fox next year, right? The Greg Olson, as good a job as he's done, his future is up in the air. Nobody really knows what's going to happen with him. Maybe he stays with Fox, maybe he doesn't. But Brady is taking his place, number one analyst. That was confirmed today. And Brady went on the herd and talked about how hard he is working and what he is doing to get ready for his new gig. When Eric and Brad approached me, um, it was not on top of mind. And I walked out of that meeting going, wow, what an incredible way to move out of the playing field. And how do you impact people in a positive way in the second part of my life? And, and, and I get to use my voice doing that rather than just like my physical skills on the football field and, and how I thought about the game. But now I get to sit there and be in a booth. And I've actually walked through that studio that you're sitting in right there yep. several times and, and you see it and then you get excited about what the opportunity can bring. And I love the fact that I'll have a voice that can um, carry a lot of credibility with what I say. And, and ultimately for me, it's about getting really comfortable in a new role. But I also know that going into it, I'm, I'm not a finished product. And I've reached out to a lot of different people this seat, this football season and had a lot of phone conversations with people who have really helped me out. And I'm looking forward to continue to do that over the next eight months. I don't have to go on air till September of next year, but I really want to be prepared for that first time out. But I also know I'm going to improve and grow as it goes over the next 10 years. So I'm excited. I love being part of the Fox family. I love feeling like I can still make a contribution to the game by highlighting and showcasing how great it really is. And I want to do that uh, in a very authentic way, in an honest way. And, I do feel like I'm going to call it as I see it based on the really unique perspective that I had over a 23-year playing career. All right, so listen, all that from Brady. The, the, the big question I had for him was always, was he really going to come and do it? Right. Like he agreed to the deal like a year ago, over a year ago. And and it was like, but I'm not going to do it for a year and I'm going to take some time away and I'm going to prepare for it. And I'm like, is he really going to do it? I mean, like, did did he did he take this as like a fallback, but he really has other things he really wants to accomplish. But now clearly Brady's coming in. He's going to do it. He's doing stuff on his podcast. Mm -hmm. He made a lot of noise today and a lot of attention today about how he disagreed with Dan Campbell's decision to go for it on fourth down a couple of times. I'll tell you what. Brady's going to get into the booth this season, and he is going to blow everybody else away. All this talk about the other guys, how good other guys are, none of that's going to matter. 
Brady is going to blow everybody else away because he has the combination of the instant cachet because he's Tom freaking Brady. Whatever he says is going to make news. Even the gentlest of rebukes is going to make news because Brady says it. I have no doubt he'll find a way to be critical without looking like a loudmouth because he doesn't want to be that guy that I was going to take shots at other players and they're going to come back and be mad at me. This is why he's taking this time to find his voice. What kind of broadcaster do I want to be? I don't want to go out there and and learn on the fly and and have there be rough patches where I don't really know what's going on. So I'm taking all this time to look into it because there's no way Brady's going to come out and do this and suck. There's no way. Brady, that's not who Brady right. is. He doesn't do things where, hey, I'm just doing it and I'm going to suck. He's going to come out and he's going to demand attention right away. He'll be the biggest story week one in the NFL alongside with whatever else happens on the field. And he'll be five times the star Tony Romo was when he first came in. Because when Romo came in and was predicting plays, it was, we've never seen this before. It was unbelievable. We've never seen, He was turning, being an analyst on its ear, and people tuned in for Romo to fight. Can he predict this play? What's this going to be? And then Romo kind of got lazy, and he sits back, and he just kind of does his thing now, and he just gets excited. And anybody can – like, I feel like anybody can do his job now. He's like a fan that won a contest to do a game. Brady's going to come in and be five times the star he was when he first started almost a decade ago. That's, that's who Tom Brady's going to be, and he's taking this plan, and now that he's going to do it, there's nobody that's going to speak and have the cachet that he does. Charles Barkley isn't going to have the cachet that Tom Brady does when he talks about the NFL. Well, that's what we talked about when when the announcement uh, came out. What was it, 375, 10 years, etc. And, okay, if he's going to do this, it's not going to be half-assed, which means you're not going straight into the booth after two to three months because you want to, one, separate yourself from the game a bit, take care of some of the business stuff, obviously all the personal stuff off the field. That, that was still kind of in a state of flux and still uh, remedying itself uh, when he walked away last year so you now have reports that he's been immersed in and practice games and reviewing tape and obviously the podcast with jim gray larry fitzgerald and their band of merriman uh, he's gotten pretty uh, pretty good at actually doing the interview part of stuff we know he's a natural born smart ass so that's good Right. I mean, uh, we can appreciate that. I'd love to get him on Frostburg if you can, uh, since he is a proud member of the Fox family, as he said. So I can tell him how he's wrong about Dan Campbell. He, <laughs> did he use the dopey thing of, hey, he kicked at the end of the first half, you know, when there were 10 seconds left. Uh, but, you know, all of those things, I'd be happy to, uh, you know, show him the ropes <laughs> how this works. But it's 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 one of those situations. He's a guy that is a perfectionist that is he's going to be his own worst critic. Uh, in the process, no, you know, except for social media uh, fools uh, that will take every attempt to take him down. But, yeah, it's not going to be half-assed, and he's already shown he's willing to to be critical, and that's part part one, right? You're no longer in the game, and people either have to respect, as long as you're not taking the cheap shots and, and making up the, you know, the, the funny nicknames and whatever else at the guy's expenses, you, you know, nobody's going to kick you out. That and you're the GOAT. So you got a lot of leeway as to how critical you want to be. So it's it's a great opportunity. And, you know, obviously happy that he's it's it's going to happen uh, as part of the Fox world. I hope they figure out and come to some kind of agreement to keep Greg Olson around because I think he did a fantastic job and it would be uh, 
bad to lose him in a domino effect, you know, if he were to go sit with Jim Nance and supplant Tony Romo. Jim, uh, and all Jim, Jim, what's Greg Olson doing here, Jim? Jim, Jim, is it three of us in the booth now, Jim? Jim, why are there only two chairs, Jim? Jim, I need a chair. Jim, Jim. <laughs> you, could br- you, you could bring that... Right in, right into the road to WrestleMania. We're looking live into the CBS booth. Wait, what's going on there? What's what's Jim Nance doing as part of a, a pay per view? Uh, but no, it, like for Tom Brady, you know, it's the next evolution. All the business stuff seems to be sorting itself out. He announced a couple of other things, which is why he was doing the car wash uh, today. So uh, good at conversation, and you know, he was already getting wistful about walking around those Fox Studios. So all good signs that he, he immerses himself fully. You know, the other thing about him is that when you listen to him talk, and this is a this is a big broadcasting thing. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back here a little bit, is that sometimes it's about people just enjoying listening to you talk, right? Being what they call an easy listen, mm-hmm. right? And Brady, when you for 20 years now, every time I've heard him, to whether I've seen him on television, whether you listen to him talk, whether he has it or not, he always sounds like he's talking with a smile on his face. Even when he's being critical, even when he's upset, he always seems like he's positive and he's got a smile while he's talking. There's no anger. There's no I'm screaming at you. He is what's going to be an easy listen and an easy watch because of that. Even when he seems critical, he's going to seem like, hey, this is just how I see it. You could disagree with it. And you can, you can hear and you can see the smile in your mind's eye when he's talking. And that's, re- that's not something you can teach. And that's another reason why I think he's going to be a really big star is because he he does that, and even when he comes across as really critical, how upset are guys going to really get? And that, that's a skill. That's a skill he's got. That he, I don't know that he knows he has, but he does, and that's going to come across a big way. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Tyrac.com studios. Uh, coming up next, we got more from the NFL, as you're not going to believe what call Dan Campbell said he actually wants back from Sunday's NFC title game. That's next right here. Jason and Mike. Fox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain and probably a new replacement head coach for Darvin Ham. But for others, it's a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack's got tires that'll elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com and use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. They're shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hatch protection for two years. Meanwhile, mobile tire installation is available in many areas. You heard about this? They'll bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It is a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years, so trust me, they're the experts. It's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Take the mystery out of the meat aisle with GoodRanchers.com. Enjoy 100% American steakhouse-quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Support local farms. Enjoy 20 bucks off and free shipping with code AMERICA. That's code AMERICA at GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered. So today, Dan Campbell uh, met the media in Detroit and talked about his regrets from the NFC Championship game on Sunday. Uh, you're expecting regret the fourth down calls? No, he liked both of those. The call that he says he wishes he could have over again is no surprise. We talked about it last night. The run call on third and goal in the final minute where Montgomery got stuffed and the Lions had to use that first timeout that was gold if they were going to try to come back and win that game. And for some inexplicable reason, they ran the football, didn't get in the end zone, and they had to burn that timeout. So then it became onside kick or nothing. They didn't get the onside kick. Niners go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Dan Campbell said this, quote, the easy thing to do is throw it. Wait, what? You're actually taking responsibility for it? Take a listen. Yeah, look, it's the easy thing to do is to throw it. It probably should have been the right thing. Uh, but for me, I wanted to run it. I thought we would just pop it. You know, we had just two minutes all the way down the field throwing the football, and they were in a four-down front, and I believe we'd walk right in. And uh, we just we missed a block. And so then, yeah, I got to use the timeout. So hindsight you know throw it four times but i believed uh in that moment it was going to be a walk and run and it didn't work out so i gambled and lost 
This is why I can blame Dan Campbell for the fourth and two in this because he's look he's a gambler and that's the thing about when you're emotional and you take risks as a head coach is you don't think all the way through what the repercussions are. Yeah, the easy thing to do would be throw it, but I thought we would just walk right in. Oh, but we didn't because you know why? Because the other side is trying to. It's not like they're just standing up there and it's like they're tackling dummies. Um, that's a bit. If you don't make it, look what the repercussions. Are and he didn't. You can't sit here and keep telling me that. Hey, why well, gambled? I gambled. I gambled. Gambling in general, you don't win. People don't gamble and win. Some people win. Most people lose. It's why casinos keep getting put up in Vegas and all over the country because casinos make money. Because gambling is not a great investment. But Dan Campbell is okay gambling, and that's why they lost that game. Because those are at least three decisions he made. Three huge game-altering decisions. Because yeah, I'm. Gambling because I think we can do it. Not understanding what happens when you don't make it. Oh, I thought we'd walk right in, but we missed the block. Uh, yeah, okay, because that happens in the game. Throw, be safe. Throw the football another time. And even if you don't get in the end zone, you're still kicking a field goal in one play, and then you're getting the ball back. You just need a touchdown instead of a field goal, but you still have a chance. You're still playing the NFC title game. But instead, you do this, and you get the quote at the end, I gambled and lost. And if I hear that, if I'm a Lions player, I just go, Coach, what the blank, man? I mean, you realize what we've all put ourselves through for the last, just for you to say, hey, I gambled and lost. Like, oh, well, coaches don't understand what the impact is when you make these gambling decisions on the locker room, right? We've talked about this with Brandon Staley and the effect of continuing to go for it on fourth down and not making it, what effect that has on the, on the locker room. And guess what? Brandon Staley did it one too many times, probably 10 times too many times, and he got fired as a result. He doesn't understand that, that gambling when you don't have, being this riverboat gambler thing does not pay off and it just bit him in the butt three times in the second half well you thought you were going to be able to play bully ball in this case and well the missed block and away you go you also i mean and everybody else on the fourth down uh blame him for the fourth and nine punt that they didn't down as well because the 49ers got the ball back and kicked the field goal to take the lead so let's let's be consistent in all of the places we want to yell at him Oh, wait, that was on his own 26. Was that one okay? Uh, what about not downing it? Is that his fault? Uh, but in this case, well, yeah, look, the, there, choice, players, the choice of the word gamble is a problem. Yeah, there's players that make mistakes, but the, these are mistakes. And this him saying, I gamble a lot. Dude, you gambled at the end of the NFC Championship game on a play you didn't need to gamble on where the outcome that if it doesn't work out kills us. It kills us if you waited and said we played bully ball all year. His use of the term gamble there, I think he'd probably go back in front of a podium right now and tell you he regrets using the term gamble. (laughs) I don't know. As opposed to, look, and and look, his uh, offensive coordinator made sure to uh, send up the bat signal. I don't want to answer any questions about this stuff. So, Washington, go back home. I'm going to stay with Detroit. (laughs) I don't even want to talk to you because I'm going to have to explain away a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah, the, it's obviously a bad verb choice, you know, a bad, bad wordage uh, there. I don't by... know if it's bad. I think that's exactly what it is with him. He doesn't have analytics. He, 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 he kicks the field goal in the end of the first half, but he goes for it in the second uh, no, half. No, 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 again, go, no, 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 but that's situational football. Stop it with the, foot, the field he got, goal at the end of the half. Analytics. He, he doesn't the end analytics. Of the, but the end of the half was the final 10 seconds of the half. Yeah. But yeah, so you analytics. score the points and you move on. He the gambles other ones, when he wants to. He gambles when he wants to. And that, that's not I'll a great strategy. I'll still defend him. 
It's not a great strategy. You go, Dan Campbell. You go. (laughs) You go to Vegas, Mike Harmon, and then you call me to say, hey, I need plane fare back home. I lost all my money. They're not sending all my money on Northwestern making it to the tournament. How dare you? (laughs) Exit out by the Fresca. Exit Swollen Dome. We have big coaching news in the NFL and some more coaching news in the NBA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts